From the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California, this is Anchor LA. It's Monday, the 14th of August, 2017. In what can only be described as nothing other than a tragic reminder that we live in a broken world that desperately needs Christ, violence erupted at a rally in Virginia over the weekend, killing one and injuring several. One group of people advocating a corrupt, godless, and dehumanizing worldview clashed with another group protesting that view, mostly in favor of yet another godless worldview. And in terms sensitive to our younger listeners, the incident occurred when one of the pro-racist demonstrators used a vehicle to injure many of the opposition. Sadly, one person was killed. Almost simultaneously, a police helicopter crash near the area also killed two officers, making the end to a very tragic day in Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, if you're grabbing some friends to go to your favorite concert, you might just be heading to Amazon soon to get those tickets. The retailer announced recently that it is looking into partnering with venue owners to sell event tickets. This move would even out the playing field that until now has been primarily run by Ticketmaster. According to Recode, Amazon first launched Amazon Tickets in the UK last year to sell tickets to concerts featuring artists like Elton John and theater performances such as Wicked, the famous prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Part of the company's pits has been that it displays ticket fees up front and customers can easily pay with the payment method they have on file with Amazon. Amazon has an enormous customer base, and many claim that if anyone can do it, they can. The customer frustration at an all-time high over things like ticket fees and other price-gouging tricks can help Amazon, who sees it as the right time to step in and shake things up. Ticket sales could be a possible incentive for Prime memberships as well, so look for more competition in the ticket department coming soon. Although very little positive can be said of the author of the book A Waltz Through the Hills, the story itself is one of adventure, grit, and gives an aura of real life, although the story is considered fictional. In 1988, an Australian television movie adaptation of the book by G.M. Glaskin was released. Made popular by the Wonderworks company in the U.S., the story takes place in the fictional town of Wyanilling in Western Australia in 1954. 11-year-old Andy Dean and his 5-year-old sister Sammy live with their mother at a hotel run by Bert and Molly Thompson. The children are also good friends with the caretaker at the hotel, Tom Cassily, whom they affectionately call Uncle Tom. When their mother suddenly dies, Andy decides they should run away to Perth and take a sip to their grandparents in England to avoid being put in separate orphanages, as was common in Australia at that time. He and his sister run away after being dropped off for school and begin their journey to the coast. They catch a cart ride into Narogen and then head to Williams, Australia on foot. 
After that, the journey gets rough as they make their way towards Quindanning. On one of the nights, they meet Frank Smith, an Aboriginal Australian who mistakes them for thieves in his campsite. However, he befriends them and takes them to his mother's house where they can rest. Meanwhile, the Thompsons have offered a reward for the children to be found and request to adopt them, as do many of the other families across Australia after hearing of their plight. Instead of going for the reward money, Frank helps the children in their way to the coast. Meanwhile, the Premier of Australia adds pressure to find the children to the local constabulary to avoid a national scandal. Local Sergeant Rowling hires Denny Wandy, an Aboriginal tracker, to find them, but as luck would have it, he happens to be Frank Smith's cousin and leads the police on a false trail. Frank and the children hitch a ride in a truck headed towards Pinjara and the coastal city of Mandurah, all the time staying just ahead of Uncle Tom, who catches sight of them just as they leave in the truck. The ride ends near Dwelling Up and the trio head into the Australian bush. The going gets more rough as the dense bush country gets everyone turned around and they end up near a river where Frank decides to follow it to the coast. That evening, they run into Uncle Tom, who finally tracks them down, and they all get a time to talk and rest. In the middle of the night, they awaken to a brush fire sweeping across the bush, and they all make it to the river and safety, except Uncle Tom, who suffers a heart attack while running. After the death of Uncle Tom, the party gives up and are entertained at government facilities as the Premier encourages them to stay to avoid a scandal. They decline, however, and the children bid farewell to the Thompsons and thank their new friend Frank for helping them so much. The film closes as they arrive in England and are reunited with their grandparents. Available at least for the moment on YouTube, A Waltz Through the Hills is a great adventurous family movie and minus a small amount of what could be called light language, it's the story of an epic journey that has been a favorite of many for over 55 years. popular concept right now is independence, not political necessarily, but rather individually. There's a deafening cry to be unique and yet still maintain certain cultural adherences. We claim to be our own man, assert our independence, and be individualistic. It's especially prevalent in today's culture to try to stand out as much as possible while still staying current and relevant. So naturally, we don't like to think of ourselves as easily impressionable, our minds being conformed into a mold like Plato. We like to think we are independent in our thinking, 
But the truth is we are products of the environment we live in to the point that we often don't recognize what our minds are being molded into. Or perhaps we don't even feel the pressure anymore because we've simply given in to it. We need to ask ourselves what external forces are shaping our dialogues about what matters. What pressures us to make choices on our money, our time, and our pursuits. Are we even self-aware enough to know the answers to these questions? Ever since we were born into this world, it has been working to press us into its own mold. For followers of Christ, Paul writes about what must shape our perspective, our priorities, our pursuits, and yes, our opinions and worldview. Romans 12 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul is saying that our mind will be renewed once we are transformed. It will be remodeled, completely redone, just like a flipped house. Freshly painted focus, new goals installed, new passions brightening every corner, godly worldview inside and out, and a beautiful, genuine love laid down throughout our mind. And God teaches us to discern our actions and thoughts through his word. Like Philippians 2 talks about, he gives us the mind of Christ. This world today tries its best to compress us into its highly individualistic mold, but God's word is changing us into people whose distinctiveness comes from being a bondservant to Jesus Christ and no longer a slave to our own independence or self-fulfillment. Let's face the facts. We are never our own. It just never happens. It can't. We are either the world's or God's. And if we strive to be saved by the world, we are not God's. But if we are transformed to the image of Christ, we are not of the world. Rather, we are His. My worth is not in skill or name, in win or lose, in pride or shame. But in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross I rejoice in my Redeemer Greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul I will trust in Him no other My soul is satisfied Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to certain topics we cover in the podcast. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with any input, suggestions, or questions from the show. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.